everybody, this is Matt, and this is episode 12 of the Altcoin Buzz podcast. Uh, just as promised tonight, I got my good buddy here from the Altcoin Buzz team, Sash. He is here. Uh, hey, how you doing tonight? Hey, hey, Matt, I'm doing great, man. Our last hey. talk was pretty, pretty awesome, and uh, I think... Uh, yeah, being here, being on that talk was so much fun, and talking with you is always, always so good. Nice. Uh, just for everybody, if you just tuned in to Altcoin Buzz and you caught it on iTunes or one of the other social medias, and this is the first episode you've listened to, uh, just tell them real quick uh, what you do and give them a give them a rundown, and don't give them too much because they just need to go back and listen to episode eleven. And they can they can get your background, <laughs> but but you got to give them a quick one. <coughs> Sorry, it's all right. Yeah, so I'm I'm Shash. My friends call me Shash, and uh, I help Altcoin Buzz with business development. And I kind of look for some obscure coins and some other tokens which I think will have value in the future or are are good projects, something that I believe in. And yeah, I do that research and I do some kind of business development. That means. Also finding out and see who else we can get on the podcast and stuff like that. Sash was at a conference just recently last week. If you guys were watching the Altcoin Buzz channel on YouTube, you've seen interviews. But I'm going to let him go ahead and tell you guys uh, where he was at and the experience there and, and, and some other interesting things that happened. But uh, yeah, tell him, tell him what you were doing last week. Yeah, so I... I was a speaker at the Blockchain Economic Forum 2018 in Singapore. It was organized by La Token, which is liquid asset token. Uh, they're trying to build a platform which will allow you not only to do ICOs, but to trade other stocks and, you know, uh, things like gold and petroleum, I think, as well. So it's, it's quite an interesting platform. They had organized this massive nice. conference with over 100 speakers from all over the world. Some of the guys you might know were the founder of local Bitcoin, Jeremiah's, uh, who will be featured on the channel as well. Then there was uh, uh, the founder of Monaco Coin, Monaco Token, I should say. There was Vincente Fox, ex-president of Mexico. Uh, there Vicente was, uh, Fox? Yeah, yeah. No kidding. He was at the conference. Yeah, he's an advisor for La Token as well. So, what did you get to meet him? Yeah, he, yes, I did. Oh, what? How did that go? Tell her that's you didn't tell me this. You're you're holding out on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was good, man. He 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 is a he's a tall and uh, uh, very intelligent guy with a very solid sense of humor. It was nice just hanging out with him. I totally forgot to take a selfie with him, but I should have. But that was oh. great. I, I met up with uh, 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 Nick from Datadash and Bo from Cryptocurrency Australia. Okay. Uh, also met with uh, what's uh, uh, Tone Ways, uh, who's also okay. a big time trader. Yeah. And I met up with Crypto Love as well. Yeah. And all of these are like big YouTubers themselves. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, out of out of that. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who else did I meet? I met so many people, man. I think I met over 
over 100 people in a span of three days. My and it goodness. was three days, which was just like conferences and interviews and talks and partying. Like it was such a good time. Okay, so what was your talk on at the conference? My, I, I kind of forget the topic, but it was about ICOs and marketing. Okay. And, uh, you know, what should ICOs be doing in terms of, you know, outreach and community development and everything. So yeah. so what was the what was the number one thing that you said they should be doing for outreach and community development? I think, you know, the the house needs to be in order. That means you should have the right message before you promote the message because in my opinion it's a, it's easy to, you know, easy to put up stuff on various mediums that is whether it's your white paper or the telegram group or the website or whether it's uh, news channels the digital media channels the youtubers etc that's the easy part like that's that's what comes after so the first everybody thing can publish get, yeah yes the first thing is to get the house in order that means what is it that you're communicating why is it that i should be buying into your ico now then picking up your tokens later when your platform comes out, what are you confirming about people wanting to hold your tokens for a period of, let's say, forever, like till your platform is out as well, you know, right. w what is that messaging? And I kind of feel that a lot of it, a lot of uh, ICOs or going to be ICOs are spending a lot of money in outreach, whereas the messaging isn't either consistent or solid and stuff like that. So that is what I kind of spoke about and that's that's when you get the house in order that means everything has to be extremely meaningful and there has to be no bullshit in what you're kind of talking about that right. means yeah i mean it, it goes from the beginning to the end from how much money are you raising uh to what is your team like to what is the tokenomics to what is the token utility to what is your interface going to be like to what kind of people are you targeting for your community and uh, yeah, that's essentially what I I spoke about was that it's everything else is easy, right? Like anybody yeah. will write an article on you or make a video on you. That's not the tough part. If if good, but the tough part is to get people to be like, wow, like this is gonna be awesome. And that idea, that messaging, that has to be done pretty meticulously, in my opinion. So. I'm guessing then, like we talked about last time, that you, you say when you evaluate a project, you said 40, 45% is the team and the, another 30 approximately percent is that messaging, that marketing aspect. So what you just said and gave your talk on is what you're looking for when you evaluate an ICO. You're, you're, you're yeah. tuning into that big time. Yeah. My, my talk was also about... So the, the thing is I usually... You have to look from a different perspective, right? For me as an investor, it's a very different way of looking at things. And me as a advisor, it's, I need to look at it from a very different perspective because if the team is good and there is hype, I mostly would get into or buy into an ICO. That's like a no brainer, right? That's pretty much an easy thing to do. But when you're advising, you need to look at the various aspects of it, such as the longevity and token economics over time because it's all about creating mini and micro economies that every token is trying to do. And if we take Bitcoin, for example, and 
that as the crypto that we're trying to critique. And if you look carefully, who is who is the team behind Bitcoin? And it's essentially a god, you know. Right. Because nobody knows who he is, whether he's from Australia or New Zealand or US or Japan or US, whatever. Like, I don't know where Satoshi is from. Nobody knows that. So right. that's the team. Right. And then who is, what's the platform? And for Bitcoin, the platform is the world. Essentially, they're right. not, there's nobody selling it. There was nobody marketing it, but it's the most marketed cryptocurrency out there. Oh, and okay. when the platform this... of Bitcoin, yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. So if the platform of Bitcoin is the world, whereas everybody else is trying to create their own platforms, which is their own apps, their own websites, their own, you know, uh, their own place where the token will be used. You need to show that this platform is married to your token and that utility of your token with this platform is completely like together. And that is the key that a lot of people kind of miss out on. And if this is figured out at an early stage, the messaging, in my opinion, becomes even stronger. Sash, I'm so glad you brought this up because uh, I had people all the time that know I'm in crypto and it just happened today. I mean, it happens all the time. They they inevitably ask, well, which one should I be in? Like they want to pick. <laughs> they just want you to tell them not which ones, plural. Well, which one yeah. should I be in? They just want you to give them one thing. And you brought up the yeah. whole Bitcoin thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'm like, well, do you, when you look at the stock market, mm-hmm. do you just pick one stock is that how you like if if that i i say you want to invest in computers okay you can only pick one right it just doesn't make sense but in crypto it seems like everybody just wants that magic just give me one but you just said something really cool uh you know about bitcoin is that you know it's kind of its own thing it's got its own Story, uh, of course, first to market, obviously, but with Satoshi, with us not knowing, it is unique in that it's the only one like that, but yet all the other cryptos have come after. We actually know, you know, we know Charlie Lee was behind Litecoin. We know Vitalik Buterin was behind Ethereum and the other founder and and on and on and on. And and you're you're kind of making the point that... uh, well, there's cases for all these. There's reasons for all these top ones. Uh, right. And, and, and here, and this is the thing, like, we don't realize sometimes it's also subconscious in a way. Like, for me, like, I was thinking about it pretty deep the other day, and I was thinking Bitcoin Cash should be doing phenomenally well. Like, Bitcoin right. Cash should essentially be better than Bitcoin, like, technically. And it doesn't because everybody thinks that Roger Ver owns it. Right. Right. Because he sells it so hard sometimes that people have this mentality that why is this guy selling it so hard? No one sold Bitcoin so hard. No one sells Bitcoin. Yeah. Right or wrong or indifferent. There's your two examples. Even though he's not behind, you know, that, but he, but he's the marketing presence behind it. In essence, he's like the God behind it. Um, Yeah. Like you said with Satoshi, and yeah. If he would be more relaxed about it, if Roger were was to be like, "Yeah, man, it's better. I mean, it's your choice, whichever you want to make." But I, I have some, 
and I'm okay with promoting it. But he gets a little excitable about it, and that's why well, I like. If I can tell everybody on this, um, I just got somebody into the crypto space for the first time today, and mm-hmm. guess what? I sent them. I sent them Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash because the transaction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here you go, guys. The transaction took under nine minutes, and I and I watched. I because of course, when you get somebody new to it, you want to. It's really cool. You say, you know, you and I could be across the world from each other, and here's the. You can track it. So we did. Uh, we had um, not seven confirmations, and I'm like, hey, look at this website. You can track your transactions. See where it's at. See, it came out of my coin. It's heading over. Um, here's how many minutes. And, oh, look at that. It cost us a penny. And so I used I used Bitcoin Cash today to go from, I'm not even going to say the names, but I went from one exchange to their other exchange that they opened up. And lo and behold, before I could even get back over to the other part of the office, he, he texted me, oh, hey, I got it. I got it already. Yeah. And he got to watch it all. And yeah. it was kind of a, it, and it was a new experience for him. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to be fast. <laughs> and But it's also a complicated subject, you know. The fact yes. that Bitcoin is slower and the fact that Bitcoin is more expensive to transfer also is the reason why it should have yes. a higher value. Yes. So it's I'm not, okay it's with not, that. Yeah. I, I'm okay uh, with both. Like, I got to have, when the guy said to me, well, which one should I get yeah. into? I'm like, well, there is not just one. You know? No, if there you're... is just one. That's Bitcoin. If you want to <laughs> get into one, that's a no-brainer, man. Like, that sure. cannot, it's not up for debate. But if you get into Bitcoin and you want something more, yeah, then we help you out. Then we exactly. help you with the portfolio. And, well, and, you know, and that's exactly what he was medium. saying. He, he's a stock yeah. guy. And he was saying... Well, you know, which, you know, I want to get into the, I want to get into the space. What should I do is basically the question. And so where should I start? Which one should I just start with? Of course, you know, you talk about Bitcoin, but I said, I said, well, uh, you know, if you want to go, if you want to go dig a hole in the earth, use a tractor. But if you want to drive across town, use a Toyota. I mean, these are both different vehicles. They do. They have different yeah. uses. You're not going to use your Toyota to go dig a dig a hole in the ground. Uh, they're different types mm. of vehicles, different utility, different. They do different stuff. And just like that, I demoed in front of them and said, "Well, um, we want to put money in your Kraken account. Let's uh, let's transfer some Bitcoin Cash. It'll be quick." Or I could have done Litecoin. Could have done. I could have put Bitcoin in there, but you know, um, <laughs> I wanted. To- I, I would use. I I would use Ripple. If there's somebody new coming of into course. the space, yeah, I, I would use Ripple. One, it's much faster. Yep. It's much cheaper. Love it. And uh, you can send more. So somebody feels like, wow, I have like, right. you know, so many Ripple. Oh yeah. XRPs yeah. for that matter. And and and, 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 and see, I kind of for, for sending people money, I kind of find Ripple to be easier. Now, whatever, like you know. People love it, hate it. That's fine. You can love it, hate it, whatever. Yeah. Like you can call it centralized. People right. fight about it being centralized. People keep arguing that it's oh my gosh. not centralized. I'm I'm just looking at the use of it, and I kind of think for sending Thank somebody you. money kind of and, works just fine. And what I've said <laughs> over and over is I'm good with all of it. By the way, 
you know, yeah. yeah, in some cases you want a privacy coin. In some cases you want a centralized coin because it works. Sometimes you want a decentralized situation. And, and all these in the, in you and I, of course, here are just talking about the top ones, the ones with a lot of uh, longevity in, in that and in there. But hey, okay. I man, I took you down a rabbit trail, didn't I? All right, go back to the conference. Okay, here we are. We're back at the. <laughs> we're going back to the conference. Uh, Blockchain exchange. Tell me the name of again. That was. Blockchain economic forum. Economics forum. Okay, and you talked yeah. about all the interesting people you met. Uh, what stood out to you the most? As you're talking, you met a hundred people, and then you you got yeah. time with all these guys. What stood out to I, you the most? I, in, what stood in, out to me the most was how so many of us are in this space and we come with so many different backgrounds and perspectives and understanding of this space and, you know, our own, like, kind of, this is right and this is wrong kind of a thing. And I kind of felt that during my panel as well. Uh, I felt that everybody was, you know, pretty adamant on some points and, like, pretty flexible on some points and i think that that itself shows at what a nascent stage this entire industry is uh because there are no uh, standardized things right now every but everything right. is in a flux like the marketing is as volatile as this price of this space is and uh everything is volatile in this space and there are so many things to do in this space that you know if there is there is a never-ending need of manpower in this space for everything. You do an ICO, you need people. You 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 want you 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 need lawyers. You need accountants. You need bankers. You need artists. You need marketers. You need media. You need like every everyone in this industry has something or the other to do. And what I also realized is that people get into this space, and the first thing they do is like buy a few coins and hold it, right? And then right. that incites them to want to be, you know, more into the space and learn more. And that kind of gets them into becoming sort of a trader. And that's the first thing. And that's where majority of the population in the crypto space is. They're traders. And then after a while, they realize, well, this trading is fine. I made 20x in like three months. I could have just held my coins and I would have made 20x. So I would have saved that time. <laughs> so then they become investors. And then the intelligent ones of them kind of think that, wow, like this is an opportunity opportunity for me without giving my equity to start uh, my yeah. own company and I, I could have my own coin. And then they're like, oh, I'll do an ICO. And then so many people are getting into doing or working with ICOs. And I kind of feel that these places are getting way, way, way more saturated. And, you know, I kind of thought that too many people in this space already doing these three things, which is investing, trading and like doing ICOs, I feel that people should start looking into other areas, like where they could expert their expertise could be used within within this space. Like if you are, you know, a writer, then you can start writing white papers for companies or writing content for companies. Kind of like right. creating content for what's happening in a specific, like financial services writer. They could be uh, gambling and uh, you know all these uh, fantasy sports writer coverage and there is one space and then design like there is so many designers required accountants like there are barely any accountants in this space there's such a massive need for i think i can't think of anyone in this entire world who, who cannot be a part of this industry and this being new anybody who gets in now will be able to sustain longer 
Yeah, uh, and, not sustain, but I'm right. Sorry, we'll we'll probably have a better understanding on this space. Yeah, and, and so you, there's help wanted signs everywhere. Then, so you're at a conference like this, and I mean, they need people. They need. They need people on the team. It's ironic. Uh, Jeff was talking about that on Altcoin Buzz today on YouTube. That very thing that if you're interested in the space, reach out to these companies and use your talent and get on there. I, I mean, you're you're saying the same thing that he was talking about today. So that out of the conference of the speakers, you know, and I know you spoke. Uh, what was your just give me like two of your favorites and what they talked about or who were your. I don't even know who the keynote was, but. What, yeah, what did you find? Valen, Valentin from LA Token and uh, uh, the president of Mexico, ex-president of Mexico, Vincente Fox. And they kind of like gave their own backgrounds and introduction about what they've been doing. So Vincente spoke about, I mean, his journey and stuff. And uh, Valentin spoke about, uh, about LA Token and what's happening with it and how he's building a graph chain and getting rid of the blockchain uh i didn't understand most of it i am not super techie myself i have friends uh who are very good with the technical understanding they explained right. to me so i was a bit lost during that but <laughs> yeah but, but that, that, that hmm. all the people I in think, the conference i think every- matt we need to kind of cut this off because i didn't attend many panels i was so busy just meeting everyone so. <laughs> that's good so so okay then how about this uh the out of all this, you know, I I think it's amazing that in that room at this conference that you were at, uh, there wasn't anybody who could have been in crypto any more than seven or eight years. And I think that that is a that tells you how young this whole thing is. I mean, everybody's from other diverse backgrounds and onto the ex-president of Mexico and they have experience in business and leadership and government and all these spaces. But in the crypto world, everybody's rookies. And so (laughs) that's really, Uh, that really, I mean, I mean, that, that's a little harsh. I think there were a lot of people with, sure. Who've been in this space for a long time. Like, for example, I met Jeremiah's from local bitcoins and, He's been running a company selling Bitcoin since 2012. I mean, that's okay. just insane. Like, I wonder when he got into Bitcoin that he, you know, started his own company because he was he was talking about how it was hard for him to buy Bitcoin. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, but even when have you been even six years in the space or in, a, in yeah. an emergence, emerging technology in a new industry? Six years is nothing. And then these guys, uh, that's. That's how cool this is. I mean, I think it's just a great example. Here you were there with hundreds of people. It's cooler because you need to realize people who've been in this space longer, they're just happier, man. Like, they're they're not struggling anymore. Like, that was the most interesting part of it all. Like, the guys who've been there 2012, like, the guys I met who who were in this space for longer essentially don't even need to attend these conferences anymore. Like, they're kind of happy. Right like where they are because they've made enough they've been in this space enough they're kind of happy with the collection of bitcoin they have i'm assuming that and uh they're like they, it's easy to get into this space now make your money and then you can like relax that's 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 what i kind of felt because all the new guys were the excited ones oh of course of course so yeah. out of all that were there how many developers what 
compared to people who aren't techie, didn't know coding and all that? Was there, did you kind of get a feel for uh, how many people were like you and how many people were were the, the blockchain programmer development technical guys? Um, I'm not sure that there were many of them. I met a couple of them. Like there were a lot of people who were blockchain developers who were here to understand how they could like kind of, you know, get their projects out there and how to make more sense out of it. But besides that, there weren't uh, way too many developers there, mostly business and uh, ICOs, a lot of ICOs. I met, I think, about 30, 35 different ICOs that were kind of having their booths there. I spoke to all of them, saw what they were doing. Yeah, quite exciting. Okay, so tell everybody uh, what's coming up on on Altcoin Buzz, you have more interviews and you brought up a couple of the founders. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I want to just, if you're just listening to this, you didn't hear episode 11, uh, you guys got to go on Altcoin Buzz channel and watch watch these interviews that he did. Uh, your first one was with Miko Matsumoto. 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 That was a great interview. And he was from yeah. which exchange that he, and he's, He's a uh, a VC guy. Yeah, he he's 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 doing so much. Like uh, he's from Evercoin Exchange, I think. Yeah, Evercoin. And it, it's just a Bitcoin Ethereum. Like they just have some of the top coins in it. He's also like a very popular ICO advisor. So he's worked with a bunch of pretty popular ICOs. Did he um, say? Did he and, say anything that surprised you? That maybe you didn't have on the video. Uh, no man, he cracked the joke and I put it on the video. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- um, I wasn't even thinking of that aspect, but I, or just anything that you, uh, that stood out to you, you learned that you, you thought, wow, wow. No, everything I actually wanted him to tell, uh, I was excited to know. I actually asked in the video. So frankly, with all the videos going out there, I did not have any conversation beyond that uh it was essentially like whatever we did it was just like small talk just for entertainment nice. but although all the stuff that you know i wanted to know like in terms of business and crypto and all that it's it's all there in the video and I what think, uh, what's coming up for the next couple videos that from the conference so i think the one with the founder of monaco and local bitcoin right uh should be up should have been up by now. Okay. And uh, what is coming up? I, I, what I did was I took my, uh, my Sony, uh, mini Sony camera, and I went to all the booths and asked them to give a twenty-second pitch on their ICOs. So oh. I have to yet compile them and kind of put them together. But I have like maybe ten minutes or less than ten minutes, but like twenty or thirty different pitches in twenty seconds. So it's kind of like a Fast session. Elevator. It's an else? elevator pitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Pretty oh, much. man. Oh, you guys ought to be excited so, about that coming up. That's cool. That That's going to be cool. Uh, what else? Who else did I meet? Oh, I met uh, the founder of CoinGecko. So yeah. CoinGecko is the second biggest crypto site in the world, in my opinion, after CoinMarketCap. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the number of users that they hit and the founder is Malaysian. He gives me like, his name is Bobby, Bobby Ong, and he gives a bit of a background on 
you know what's happening with Malaysia and what's happening with Coin Gecko and what they're up to, and I kind of you know I kind of get out of him what coins he's buying. I don't think he told me any coins that he's buying. I kind of wanted all these guys to tell me what they're buying, but none of them really you know told me except the founder of Monaco, Eric. He told me that uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum is the two ones he's bullish on, and I was like, that's the most boring answer I've ever heard. <laughs> that's <it>. exactly. <laughs> Did you tell him that? Like. Yeah, I, I told him say 10x. He's like, nah. <laughs> that's a that's a cop out there to the, to give the Bitcoin Ethereum answer. I mean, come on, guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, but he uh, Kangmo <laughs> came. Kangmo, uh, he's uh, he's the ex CTO of Corbit Exchange from Korea. His video was amazing because yeah, I was wasn't. always always in the I, I was always unaware of what's happening in Korea and. Because there isn't so much media there, so I wanted to like meet up with him and really give the users about what's happening in Korea. And he did such an amazing job just explaining yeah, and breaking down entire market space of what's happening in Korea and how that is affecting the entire markets and how these old regulations and banks are affecting this thing. And it was just so clear and crisp to understand that I kind of felt that was just fantastic for me to hear about this space. Oh, I agree. I learned a ton on that video, and uh, shout out to my Korean friends. Uh, love, I love hearing his perspective on there. Uh, that's super yeah. cool. So, like, speaking of that, then, uh, give me a quick rundown of your what's your state of ICO around the world? Because, you know, I, I'm this ugly American, right? I know a lot of people out there they're listening to this, and and for those of you who have not traveled overseas, I mean, you know the whole ugly American syndrome, we get this arrogance of thinking we're the only one in the world. And there is uh, the dynamic of cryptocurrency, which I've talked about on previous podcasts, is that this is not just one country. This is These are global markets that we're talking about here. And what's your take on that then, the state of cryptocurrency around the world and seeing that and give everybody a perspective if they've never traveled? around and, and been to these conferences and seen these things actually to tell you the truth the fact is that the access that you have to information is the same access that i have nice. being in southeast asia or in uh europe or in u.s kind of doesn't give you any more or less access because everyone 99 percent of the information 95 at least is from online and online is open man anybody has access to information there it's just about how you're using it and how you're finding it and what you're doing with it that's essentially what it is so you know that i i cannot say that something else is happening in southeast asia and also with that being said a lot of people in the conference i think 90 percent of the speakers and i think about 80 percent of the audience were not from singapore Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, I remember you saying that. Yeah. So this conference was like pretty, pretty solid international conference from people from all over the world. Like I couldn't think of one country that I like don't meet, didn't meet people, one continent at least that I didn't meet people from. Yeah. And people are doing such amazing work, like especially some of the projects from Russia were there's this one called en- Enicuum, uh that that they're building up something quite interesting they're having like three types of mining for their coin including mobile mining 
which was quite interesting for me because oh. everybody at Altcoin Buzz is kind of bullish on Electronium, like especially Jeff. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty interesting. These guys didn't have a booth or anything, but I, I met him. Uh, there's another project from Australia that was really like, that kind of blew me away in a way. Uh, this is, uh, it's called the Aslan Foundation. Mm-hmm. And what these guys are doing is that they're, they're essentially building a mega fast Ethereum with the brain, an AI on top of it. And uh, <laughs> the beauty of that is, no, it's, it's, I think, nine times faster than Visa. So the, the blockchain that they're working with is developed in, I think, the U- University of Adelaide, which is, and this blockchain is about 660,000 transactions a second. It, it has been tested. Wow. And yeah. And after I found out about it, I have to still do my due diligence on it, but seems like it was super legit. And I was very excited about this particular project. Uh, I uh, met the founder. His name is Chris George. Uh-huh. And uh, having having spent some time with him, understanding more about the project, I was I was so deeply impressed. I think the developers, the developer communities, would start uh, getting superbly excited about this project once there is more information. I am not even sure if I am allowed to give away this information, but well, I am doing it anyway. Well, no, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are in the same boat here. We're not developers. We're not coders. But yeah. I'm, I'll I'll just geek out on that and say, I mean, that's exciting because all I see when you talk about that kind of thing and that kind of a project is yeah. is I see that some of these uh, blocks to cryptocurrency coming into mainstream usage are being removed by emerging tech. And right. that to me is the place to be. I mean, that, that gets me juiced about this. Uh, in those projects. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, like the blockchain that they're building, it's called the Red Belly blockchain, uh, the one that's being built by the university. Uh, wow. And it seems like a very, very legit project. And I think, yeah, that's the kind of speeds that, uh, and the kind of work that, you know, will put blockchain into the mass market. Because right now, we are still struggling with fees and slowness and you 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 told me about sending somebody bitcoin cash and that the fact that it reached in nine minutes was exciting for you and that's painful itself because it's nine minutes to wait to send somebody money you know and that that made you happy compared to compared to sending somebody bitcoin which may take two hours to two days and that was that was the exact comparison you're right you know when i did that today i was thinking i don't i don't want the downer of they leave the office and I don't get to see their eyes. I, you know, I don't get to see them look at their new account and see that yeah. see that in there. So I use that. But you're exactly right. I was comparing, I was comparing it to Bitcoin, uh, and and you know what he did right away. Then in the exchange, he took the Bitcoin Cash with the pair and and converted it to Bitcoin in his account. So you know that it's just a good way to do it if you haven't. Oh my gosh, you know. We could talk for hours about all this, but we got to wrap this up, buddy. Um, <laughs> you guys have been listening to us on episode 12 here of the Altcoin Buzz podcast. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Tell everybody how to reach you, you know, how to, how to say your name right, you know, so we don't mess that up. And so, yeah, my name is Shash, S-H-A-S-H. You can reach out to me on Telegram. Uh, Saurian X, S-A-U-R-I-A-N-X. And I'm, I'm also uh, 
I I've recently started writing stuff on my Twitter, which is Twitter slash email Shashwat. E email Shashwat. Yeah, that's gonna be hard to spell, but I give you this as a challenge. Like, just spell my name. <laughs> well, or they can. <laughs> They can go to altcoinbuzz.io. Uh, it's S H A S H W A T. I got it right, didn't I? Yeah. Nice. 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 Uh, well, you guys have been listening to part two of this. Uh, and uh, grab episode 11. If you would please to help us out to get the podcast, get the word out, go to iTunes and hit subscribe and leave us a review. Uh, we would really appreciate that. On a future episode, I'm going to give a shout out to all the reviews that have come up there. And uh, yeah, you can. <laughs> uh, it's hard to wrap any of these up and tell everybody because we are on every social media and going on. But um, see everybody in all these interviews that he did at the conference and what we're talking about on YouTube. Go to Altcoin Buzz YouTube channel, and they're all on there. And they're. I just got to say, I I feel they were just a step above on quality of what I see out there. And I've been in this space for a couple of years and hats off to you, my friend. I mean, that was, Thanks. those were some good videos and I learned a lot. I, I appreciated them greatly. So if you guys haven't had a chance to see him, go for it. So, all right. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, man. Thanks. Bye.